Welcome back, friends. Welcome back. Another week. Episode three. We have not gotten a schedule yet, but we're working on it. But we're here, so that's all that matters. We are here. Happy Friday. Well, they may not listen to this on Friday. <laughs> it's Friday to us. Okay, that's true. So, happy Friday. <laughs> happy Friday, even if it's Monday or Tuesday or whatever day. Or any day that ends in D-A-Y. Yes. Um. First things first, follow us on social media. Hit the like and subscribe button. On the podcast thing? Yes. Um, we are at Rebel Heart Podcast on Instagram. Hit us um, up. Yeah. And we s- I don't know if we said this last week or not, but DM us prayer requests or testimonies or whatever. Um, <laughs> I, r- I wrote down in my notes, we actually pray. <laughs> we're not just saying that we're praying. I, <laughs> I was t- telling Chase about this the other day. I was like, I hate it. I and I'm guilty myself of it, but like I hate it when people are like, I'm praying for, pray you. for you. I'm praying for you. And it's like, are you really though? Are you actually <laughs> sitting down, taking time aside? Prove it. To, <laughs> to pray. And like I said, I'm I'm totally um Send me I'm guilty. I'm guilty of that. But now that I'm in a better place and I actually, you know, I don't know, I'm actually connected to we want to pray for you i don't know so yeah we actually care about what you're going through and stuff and um nothing's too small or too big yeah send them over um and then we're gonna talk about what's going on this week yeah what's been going on this week you had a big day uh the other wednesday yes uh so i went through um issue focused rtf um, which is a ministry focused on healing, and man, I was completely wrecked. Jesus, um, Holy Spirit, Father God just showed up big time and healed a super um, just hurting area in my heart uh, that I've been dealing with since I was a child. And I just want to encourage anyone on here um, that is needing healing or wants to pursue healing uh if you don't know where to start or don't know where to go um please reach out to us Uh, we would love to share our testimonies about our experiences with restoring the foundations ministry um just amazing people um and yeah god just completely healed me of some of the biggest wounds that i've had my entire life and that's amazing praise god um so yes. I want to pray over the episode and uh, just pray for us and anyone listening. So. Oh, yeah. Did we say what we're talking? Oh, it doesn't matter. Okay. Just Not pray. Yet. Okay. <laughs> uh, dear Heavenly Father, uh, we just come to you uh, with all thanksgiving and praise. Father God, we're just in awe of all that you're doing um, and just pray that what we talk about today would be anointed, um, that it would be um, from your lips and from your from your breath, Lord. Uh, Father God, we we just hope that um, there are hearts to receive and ears to receive your word and what you want to um, teach through this. Um, Father God, I just pray that our story is a testimony to your goodness and um, your love for us and your ability to heal the wounded um, and just make something out of nothing, Lord. Uh, We love you, we thank you, and we praise you in Jesus' name. 
And restore marriages. And restore marriages. Hallelujah. Which is what we're talking about today. We're talking about marriage. Oh, yeah. Um, so I am just kind of pointing back to the first episode um, that we kind of the first episode. If you didn't listen to it, we kind of talk about how we had a change and shift in seasons. And so in that change and shift in seasons, we also went through a big shift in our marriage, which obviously has a lot to do with our life. Um, but we so basically we had in this category um, of our life, we had a breaking point that kind of really pushed us. We already had some stuff happening. Um, I don't we had already kind of like there was already some pretty big shifts that were happening, but this area of just like conflict and just our relationship, um, was not flourishing for sure. And so we had, we had a really big fight one night. Um, that was actually one of the, I don't know, we haven't had very many fights where we haven't stayed, like stayed together at night. Um, that was one fight that was like, Chase went and stayed somewhere else that night. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really tough, but we, we came back together the next morning and we, we were able to work some of the stuff out and talk about some of the stuff, but we both realized, um, that it was just time for us to get some outside help. And that's when we decided to start counseling. So, yeah, that was back when we were drinking and I remember that was, that was before that okay actually that was since we had stopped drinking and we're gonna talk about how we had that um we were dealing with because we weren't numbing ourselves anymore that we actually had a short while where we Mm -hmm. we were dealing with a lot of emotions you specifically were dealing with a lot of emotions because you had gone what my whole life basically (laughs) your whole like yeah you know since you were what like probably 16 years old or whatever or what when did you start nine oh okay just like completely suppressing feelings and being numb yeah like since we had stopped drinking and were yeah like she said not numbing and not distracting there was just a uh flood of feelings and emotions also side note (laughs) i don't know if this is like the most um popular opinion but weed is also numbing yes um it's not just alcohol we only say this because we've gone through it and we've experienced it and yeah it, it definitely is numbing anything that takes you out of your conscious state and your authentic Mm-hmm. brain activity mm-hmm. your your normal everyday life yeah um, and we we did that probably in other ways too i think you had a season where you were we really like the word season by the way <laughs> you had a little bit of time that you were probably doing it with video games i was probably i mean we all oh, yeah. do it with our phone it's not and we're not saying that we just like never you know avoid something but yeah. i think it's just like an overarching when you're yeah. 
we're not trying to shame you um, if you're currently walking through that or dealing with that. But uh, no, we're we just shining just, light on yeah. how it actually affects how it how it really affects like your long term relationship and just really your whole entire life. It's yeah. I mean, starting starting even just talking about that, it's all about when you're when you're numbing yourself you are not living out who you are, your authentic identity. So it's hard to be yourself in your marriage or relationships whenever you're not. Yeah, and it's hard to grow, too, exactly. and become better. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about what our relationship and marriage actually looked like. Um, we're going to talk about just the reality of that because – Part of um, part of what I want to do in this podcast is really just be totally transparent. And I think that it's important to shine light on what our lives actually looked like when things weren't going well and like what they actually look like when things are going well. Um, because I think that it's hard sometimes to relate your own life to what other people are talking about when you don't actually know it's like how can you talk about all of this stuff when you're not actually telling me what was going on so we're gonna we're gonna take a little peek into well it's like skipping you know the bulk of a movie and just coming in when things are good you gotta you gotta understand the rise and fall yeah and you know our relationship today is completely different but i wouldn't go back and change anything because it makes me so appreciative to where we are now yeah and then we can also Help other people. And I also just want to say, too, before we dive into some of these um, more negative things, that our relationship wasn't necessarily all negative. No. Um, but part of the problem was because we weren't really flourishing and we weren't really, like, truly loving each other and growing. We were maybe in some ways. Obviously, we've been married for uh, six years. So, you know, we five obviously years. had. <laughs> what? Five years? Five years. Oh, sorry. Um, we obviously have love for each other and wouldn't have lasted that long if we didn't have love for each other, but it was definitely not building up. It wasn't deepening. It wasn't, um, but we'll get into some of what that looked like. Mm -hmm. So first thing is just like a kind of a look into what our like fights looked like. Mm -hmm. And so I say fights. You could also say conflict. We definitely have had um, a past of like we have really we used to have um, really big blow ups, Mm -hmm. which were maybe not as often, maybe like every three months or like. And when we say blow ups, it's our attitudes, our language, our picking at each other. It, It just, you know, screaming, yelling, cussing. Yeah, to be, to being be real. adversaries, being <laughs> yeah, not being, being on each other's team, <laughs> being totally against each other, which is absolutely one thousand percent percent a scheme of the enemy um, yes. to basically put you against each other. So, um, we would have small fights about things. Um, I mean, yeah, small uh, small fights, but they were really rooted in selfishness. 
they were rooted in one-sidedness, whether you didn't meet my expectation that I didn't communicate to you, Mm -hmm. or you disappointed me because I wanted you to do something that I did not communicate, or I disappointed you because I wasn't present in a certain scenario or moment. And one of the things that I found about those fights were immaturity, um, very, very, what can I get out of the marriage? Yeah, and not like taking, you're putting the responsibility on the other person for your happiness. And it's like, really, we should be taking responsibility for our own stuff Mm -hmm. and not pointing the finger. It sounds really simple, but... you know, when you get stuck in these patterns, it's really hard to see. Yeah, it's simple when you think about it when you're outside of conflict. But when you're in a a fight with your spouse, it is one of the most challenging things that you'll face because they are the closest to your intimacy circle. Mm -hmm. And the way that's supposed to properly be structured is God is supposed to be at the center. Your spouse is supposed to be right outside of that. Then your kids then your family, then your friends. It's not kids over your spouse. It's not your spouse over God. And mm. that was where I had had an issue with the selfishness because my I placed myself at my center. Mm-hmm. What I wanted, what you know, what Well I that's needed. our human nature too. Yeah. And is to be selfish. Yeah, and that's that is where when you go into a marriage thinking, what can I get out of this? It's very challenging to learn to serve the other person. Mm-hmm. Because when you notice and you both are pursuing God at the center and you have a heart to love, mm-hmm. you have a heart to forgive, you have a well, heart. Well, yeah, and it literally says in the Bible to love your neighbor more than like what you want for yourself. Yeah. So. It's like learning how to serve, learning how to love, learning how to lay your life down for your partner. And then through all of that, basically your needs are your needs are met. Yeah. And other things that we would do in the fights, particularly me owning my stuff, was, and this is a, a term that I was not very familiar with, but I've been <laughs> doing, is gaslighting, is... Saying or doing things intentionally to stir Nikki and frustrate her or um, there's many different examples, but really it was it was picking picking on you. It was yeah. picking on you so that you felt just as bad, if not worse than I did. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of what was happening was our junk, our own personal stuff, our own sin, our own attitudes, our own how we're feeling about ourselves, how we're feeling about the world, work, life, you know, how we feel about our body, just everything. It's overflowing to our partner. And so basically the main gist of this is. If you're not dealing with your stuff, if you're not taking it to God, you're not pursuing your relationship with God, all of these things are going to overflow into your relationship and it just comes out. Well, and if you don't communicate with your spouse, because one of the things that 
you know, and we'll get to it later on in the episode, is when you're in good relation and communication, these things don't happen. Mm-hmm. And anyone who's listening, if you are gaslighting your spouse, stop it. Please, for your sake. Yeah, your gaslighting, gaslighting can also be like posing an argument or saying things in an argument that's making the other person believe that they're doing something that they're not actually doing, if that makes sense. So it's like a manipulation, like type of control thing. And, you know, I, I have my own set of set of issues too. Um, but I think in all of this too is part of what we have come to like figure out is we're figuring out our own like triggers. So Mm -hmm. figuring out what you're triggered by and kind of like being on guard. Um, I have, have had still have work on all the time, just like having an attitude. (laughs) I know that (laughs) sounds really bad or just like really, um, I don't know, normal. It's like, I guess some people, you know, would say like, oh, it's fine to have an attitude, but I had a really bad attitude. <laughs> 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 and uh, if my mom is listening to this, she's probably going to like call me or something and be like, oh my gosh, I've been praying for this for so long. <laughs> Revelation. <laughs> and like I said, I'm not perfect, but I realized that when I'm anxious, when I'm anxious about something, when I have some kind of something going on in my mind, I'm dealing with something, it comes out like that. So now whenever that happens, I can go into myself and be like, yo, I need to go have a quiet time. I need to like stop for a second and I can, I can, and then I can also communicate. We're going to talk about communication a lot because I can, and maybe it's not always like right then and there, but I'm, I think the goal is to be quicker to communicate why you're acting a certain way, because the more that we are transparent with what's going on in our own head and our own feelings and all of those things, it create, instead of dividing, it's an invitation for your spouse to come into that with you and to help if there needs to be help or give space when space needs to be give given Um, and so it's more of like an invitation for your spouse to be there for you. And that's been, you've got to share. And that's something that was one of our biggest problems for me. Um, and that's why we would have blow ups. Mm -hmm. It it felt like every three months, it was like a quarterly report (laughs) for work. Like, it, it was on schedule that just about every three months <laughs> we would I flip would, flop too. Like it would be, it would be, I don't know, it would be you, and then it would be me. Yeah, and then, it, yeah it would, it would change. But you know, it was one of those things to where when we were not going through counseling and we were going through that really tough season, um, and, and honestly, it, it's been kind of consistent throughout our marriage but mm-hmm. more our when relationship we're, more when we're not we weren't in the word and, and weren't pursuing god but in reality it was constant in the expectation of that routine and it was because we weren't sharing it's because i didn't know how to process my feelings and emotions about all sorts of things and that was a stigma that i learned either through environment or relationships that 
men don't share their feelings and men their feelings are not going to be well received that there is shame to feeling sad or angry or less than or um you know shaming your body or shaming your success all different kind of things and that was the hardest thing for me to understand and whenever we were going through counseling was don't be so hard on yourself but understand that your spouse is not your enemy your spouse is not there to condemn you or to make you feel less than they are a safe place to share and that was that was something that has helped us kind of get through that that yeah. cyclical nature of fighting. Yeah. Whereas we are dialoguing more now. We're not perfect. We still get frustrated with each other. But but, but now so now that Chase is able to share one of my triggers on the other side of that was that I I'm really triggered by your response. Yeah. So like if if you're pissed off or if you you know, say something that makes me feel like I've disappointed you or I've been a disappointment or I've made you mad or something. I'm, I was taking your stuff personally yeah, and it's like, it was just this back and forth thing. So whenever now that you're more likely and more vulnerable to share what's going on, I can now not take what you're what's coming from you personally. And so it's helped me be like, Oh, okay. He's clearly frustrated about something, whether I know about it or not. And then I, you know, it's an invitation. It's an invitation for if you're struggling with something at work or you're struggling with, you know, something that you're struggling with, I can be there for you. I can either walk you through, I can bring wisdom. I can tell you that you need to go read your Bible and that you need to pray (laughs) or, you know, we can just sit and talk about it. So that way we're both on the same page. Yeah. And that's the thing is that pattern was sort of an addiction to like a trauma response Mm -hmm. and sort of like manufactured drama in our in our marriage yeah I mean I think it was just like and I we're gonna be talking about some of this with my mom next week um about with healing but with healing like one of the things that happens is this pattern it's called shame fear control and i think we were stuck in a lot Mm -hmm. of areas in this shame fear control um cycle just with our fights and like all kinds of stuff so i think the pattern just came from literally our junk just like going through cycles um and yeah one of the things that we learned in counseling was that you can actually have an addiction to trauma. Like you can have an addiction to um, drama. Yeah. And so you, we didn't realize that, but because we've lived in it so long and probably even in our own relationships or our relationships outside of when we were together. um, But that also goes in hand in hand with drugs and alcohol specifically that when you're, Um, one of the, there's a statistic that, um, our, that Margaret, um, told us about that it's actually more likely for a couple to stay together in their addictions than it is for them to actually try to come out of their addictions and like heal their marriage and get Mm -hmm. better because it's, 
it's easier to stay in your stuff. It's not better. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's not life giving. It's not where there's life, but it's easier in the world's eyes. Um, and so when we kind of took hold to that and realized like literally the only way that we're going to get out of this is with God yeah, and really just taking hold of, um, everything that God was doing and allowing him to move in us and in our marriage. And it's been, we're definitely not perfect, but we've seen a ton of growth, um, just a ton of growth between you and I, and it's been really awesome. Yeah, it really has been. And that's what's, you know, we, we name dropped her multiple times, but our marriage counselor, Margaret Phillips has a great book. Yeah, it's um, called Marriage Arc, the Marriage, marriage Arc. Arc, and it's and, on Amazon. Uh, yeah, we'll, Super we'll post a, a link to it um, on our Instagram. But, you know, something that we were wrapped up in during those seasons and the hard time was not just numbing, but it was cussing, foul language, and, and just yeah. harsh attitudes. Yeah, and, like, we we say this not to say that we're not – giving you a guideline on how to live your life like holy spirit is we're talking about our experience we're talking we're just shining light on the things that we have experienced that have have hurt our relationship and our marriage negatively and um we had a very like sarcastic um way of communicating and relating to each other a lot of the time and some in some scenarios and some people may say that that's not that big of a deal. Um, it really is because it It has to be when you're, when you cuss just normally, you know, it may not feel like it has a ton of weight, but the problem is, is when you're used to cussing, when things are fine, when the fights come and when the conflict comes, it literally just tears down. It's a tearing down mechanism. You're not, you're not loving the person. It Mm -hmm. just, it's like inviting in chaos. Well, scripture says out of the, out of the mouth, the heart flows. Mm -hmm. And when your heart posture towards one another is that of cursing or having harsh language, what does that reveal? Yeah. That that reveals your anger, your frustration, your malice, whatever that may be to your spouse. And like we said, we're not here to condemn you. We're strictly talking about where we've been and where we are mm-hmm. and hoping that some someone can get something out of this. Maybe God is trying to put something in your heart and, and to convict you about something or say, Hey, I'm, I'm glad you've improved in this area, Yeah, but you cannot love your partner the way you want to be loved by spewing fiery darts yeah. and words that are straight from the pit of hell. Yeah. So it's like, do you want a kingdom marriage or do you want a worldly or a kingdom of darkness marriage? Because yeah. Our well, society it does, tells it us does that nothing, it does nothing, it produces no fruit. There's no fruit being produced. No. So it's not necessarily, you know, yeah. It's like, do you want to grow together? Do you want, I mean, do you want to feel happy? <laughs> do you yeah. want to, um, yeah, grow? And I, 
it's so funny because like we're sitting here talking about cussing and I honestly would never thought that I would be on a podcast. No, those used to be talking, my favorite words. Talking about, talking about this stuff. And it's like now that we're on the other side of it. It's like, honestly, we were truly blind to the life that was on the other side. And when it comes to cussing and being sarcastic, this was actually something you, we had to put in our own work and our healing and pursuit of God and all of these things. But when it came to cussing, we had to make a, a conscious decision to cut the habit because cussing is actually a habit too. Yeah. And it took us a little bit of time. I think we're a lot, we're way better at it now. For sure. I'll, I'll let obviously a few things slip here and there. We're not, we're not perfect, but it's like, it's just the overarching, like, yeah. I mean, just getting at the root of why cussing and sarcasm is, is mainstream is Mm. that's what, that's what we, that's what we see. That's what yeah, we it's what's with. on TV. It's and what's around us. It's like yeah. what's quote unquote cool. It's really or what's not. normal. And and you know, at, at the end of the day, we're supposed to live a life outside of normalcy. Mm-hmm. Average everyday people are not Christian. They are not living the blessed life. They are not flourishing in marriages. I mean, what are the statistics in divorce rates and unhappiness and and all these different things? Um, you know, marriages fail all the time. So if you want to, I mean, even like even depression, anxiety, like all of those things, if you're married, your marriage has a role to play in those things. Yes. And, and that's where really at the end of the day, you want to go into your marriage, looking at it as not only do I love you, but I, I like you and I want to be around you. And when you're fighting or when you're frustrated, when you aren't communicating. Or even, now we have been a, the couple that ha- has high conflict. We're both fiery people. Yes. We're both very fiery people. We match uh, each other's intensity we, instead of de-escalating. We, yeah, we don't, we're not de-escalators. <laughs> we both are like, both set on fire when we're triggered. Um, but I know that there's also people who don't, necessarily have a lot of conflict Mm -hmm. and you know there are pieces in all of this too that apply to both especially like the communication piece like you can do it on the opposite it doesn't necessarily have to be that you're fighting um but you know if you're also not communicating you're missing out on a lot of intimacy you're missing out on a lot of connection um I just wanted to say. Yeah, I I mean, basically, I I was just trying to make the point that you don't want to fall out of love or like for each other and just treat your marriage as a business transaction or Mm -hmm. like a friendship gone sour. Yeah. Because at that point, getting that love back has to, you have to have God in it. If you're, you know... Thank God we're not in a place like that, but it's just, it's very difficult to be in a marriage or in a relationship with someone whenever you're constantly in conflict, you're constantly not dealing with your stuff and not having good conflict. Like there's a difference between fighting and the shame around fighting. Yeah. And these things that we're talking about too, like maybe you're not 
in a place right now where you fight a lot with your spouse or you have these types of conflicts. Um, but if, if there are certain areas that are similar to this, like cussing or being sarcastic or, um, whatever it may be, you don't know, you don't want to see what the fruit of that is going to be like in five years. Exactly. You don't want to see what the fruit of that is going to be. And it's not going to be good fruit. Well, <laughs> and I say fruit, but it's not yeah. going to bear a good thing. Well, what are your goals? What's what, what are your marriage goals? I don't mean, you know, have a well-established 401k and a vacation home. Mm-hmm. Like what, what is your goal for your love for each other? Are you setting your intentions not just over the long term, but each day. And that's something that we'll talk about in a little bit, like what helped our shift is, yeah. you know, changing our perspectives. And Nikki is about to talk about, like, the shame around fighting. And do you want to talk about that? Uh, Yes. Well, first of all, wrapping kind of that, all of the things that we talked about basically and you were just touching on it but all whenever all of those things are going on you're not on the right page you're not on each other's side you it starts to feel like you're in a friendship yeah and like you're not you're you're missing out on a lot of intimacy yeah and it's not a good friendship yeah (laughs) Like, I mean, it, it, it like you would still say like you're my best friend. No, I'm saying when you're fighting and you're getting to a place to where you no longer like each other. Yeah. Like that's what we mean. It kills your intimacy as lovers and turns you mm-hmm. into a business transaction. But let's talk about the shame around fighting. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I have had a lot of issue with dealing with the actual conflict it just like it triggered the actual conflict triggered me um and so I was having a moment with God um it was a little bit after I don't know if it was after our first counseling session or um it could have been after a fight but I was sitting with God and he was just he was talking to me about how to not how to look at conflict differently and that it's not um the end of the world that we're in this place where we're having to work on this stuff that it's actually a good thing that it's actually an opportunity for change and that really it god's so good about like coming in and just taking the shame taking the guilt away and giving you a new and fresh perspective so i really really needed that in the season that we were kind of going through some of the really hard stuff because i was taking on a lot of shame it's like the enemy wants to come in and say you're you know just all of these accusations he is the accuser so if you have thoughts coming into your head that are accusing just shut those down in Jesus name because they're not from him um so yeah that really just helped me kind of shift my heart towards um cuz and we say all of this too not we're not trying to get to a place where we're never fighting or we're never having conflict i think conflict is what we're getting to versus fighting like we yeah. don't necessarily want to fight because that is more of like a negative, like not fruitful thing, in my opinion. Like when yeah. I say fighting, so getting to a place where we're having conflict, you have healthy conflict, healthy conflict, 
where we're able to take responsibility for our stuff, de-escalate, not escalate. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, keep it from part of our problem was getting up over like a certain intensity level. So we've really tried to like keep the intensity down to like a certain level. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, one way to keep that, that, um, intensity level down is to shift your perspective on why are you fighting? You yeah. know, kind of like we talked about in, in the other episodes is purpose and plan is perspective. And that's the same thing with conflict is, you know, why, why are we having this conflict? What is it about? What is our, what is our goal? And, you know, we had, we had fresh revelation from counseling about shifting perspective and Margaret had a great point is just being intentional about about your relationship being intentional about your role in the relationship and you know starting our day out setting our heart posture towards one another of how we can love each other and how we can serve each other and that yeah, that shifted you know how how you know Every day since I've I've felt that way and it's yeah it's like per waking well first of all the Bible says to stay on guard yes and we talked a little bit about how staying on guard is a walk it's an action you have to keep doing it you can't go on autopilot you can't go into autopilot so part of the numbing the getting caught up in these cycles all of these things it's like. We got caught up in Mm -hmm. just never really paying attention to anything. So it's like you have to be on guard. The enemy is going to come around. Things are going to come up. You have to stay on guard with your goals. Like what are your goals? What is your purpose? What are if your purpose is to love each other, then wake up every single day and purpose your love for each other every day. So something that we started doing was, and this wasn't even intentional. I think I just kind of was like, let's pray. So we've Mm -hmm. kind of naturally fallen into where we in the morning, um, we'll work out or walk or whatever, depending on the weather. And then, um, we'll sit down together, eat breakfast and have coffee and we pray for the day. Mm -hmm. Um, we, you know, just invite Jesus into our day, put him at the center of everything Um, sometimes we do communion together, but it just really, it helps us posture our heart towards God together and get, and we also use that time as an opportunity to talk about if there's anything. Yeah. We don't have to, we did that more in the beginning where it was like, okay, tell me if you're frustrated about anything. (laughs) So I'm like, we were getting the muscle memory down. Yeah. So now that happens a little bit more naturally, like throughout the day it's not necessarily something that we have to like sit down um and just talk about at the top of the morning um but in the beginning we made it a point to get out on the table if we are frustrated about anything just whatever's going on so that we're both on the same page going into the day Jesus at the center ready to do this thing and that has really 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 helped our it's I mean, and just even, and just even praying together, like sometimes our prayers are longer. Sometimes they're short. Sometimes we long pray. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's our inside joke. Whenever we pray for a long time, we just call it long pray. (laughs) 
yeah sometimes it's uh casual sometimes we don't get it in and that's okay because we make sure that we do it like most mm-hmm. of the time um but yeah it that has really really helped us just like start the day together be on the same page with, with each other be on the same page with god and it gives the opportunity for us to share yeah. like what god's saying to us what you know it's just Put before you. when you when you wake up and you just go through your day and you're just doing your thing it's like there's no connection i've there's done no- it. It, it it's lifeless yeah and i would recommend if you can i mean we're blessed to work remote and you know our my office is right upstairs and you know we're blessed to where we can eat breakfast together and spend that time but yeah and if i highly recommend if you can get off your phone set your intentions for your day you know pray be together communicate it, it's going to change change your marriage it's going to change your life it's going to make you happier and one of the reasons why that communication is so key, and this is mainly for the men, is we are we we have a lot of responsibility in the marriage. Um, we have a lot of stress that is just naturally put on us from either being the provider, the protector, the priest, wh- whatever our roles are, you know, being called for. But if you aren't sharing with your with your rib and with your best friend, uh, with your partner on your feelings, how are you dealing with those issues? Are you are you blowing up? Are you gaslighting? Are you um, you know basically if you're not going to learn to manage your frustrations, they're going to ma- it's going to manage you. It's going to rule you and. If you have an issue with sharing, or you don't know how to share, or you don't know how how you're feeling, that is where I would highly recommend that you go to God. You ask Him to reveal what's going on in your heart. Sometimes it is due to trauma. Sometimes it's due to distractions. There's many different things that, that are going on in that blocking of your heart and that ability to let those feelings and things flow out because you have to be able to communicate how you're feeling women are very intuitive but their brains work completely different than ours so half the time whenever Nikki and I were in conflict she would want to help and she had a heart to help but there was so much confusion in what was going on because I was not sharing what, what is happening. Mm. And that is where, you know, you have to look at your spouses as not your adversary or your enemy and communicate, let them know. Yeah. You're supposed to be, you're supposed to be helper. We're, We're literally in marriage to be there for each other, to hold each other up. Um, and when you're not, when you're not being transparent about what what's going on, it's really hard for that to be pure. Yeah. I mean, how many times have you been asked, you know, how are you feeling or what's going on? And you say, everything's fine. Well, if everything's not fine, then you're lying. <laughs> yeah. And, and if sometimes lying, it's like, like, I need some time to like process, you know, but I think, I think as far as men, 
if you and you can speak to this because I'm obviously not a man, but what I've seen in you, <laughs> you are not is that instead of maybe trying to right off the bat name a feeling, just put it in like situational terms. So just being like, I'm frustrated about this situation at work or I'm frustrated with w- my workouts right now or I'm something like that. Because typically with with you is what I've seen is that it is like a situation. There's yes. a situation that's happening. It's not usually like in, in for me, it's a very like emotional. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I'm feeling hurt by something that you said or frustrated with how something <laughs> went down or I'm anxious because of this like thought loop and it's triggered this and it's triggered like mine is very more like <laughs> it's very more mine is more whimsical and emotional in nature this is a live look into the male and female brain <laughs> and differences. you I think that men do definitely have a responsibility to um, figure out their feelings and figure yes. out what they're feeling. But to start, it would be better for you to get good at just naming the situation. And, and then from there, once you get better about that and then going a little bit deeper and saying, okay, and where, that's where why is this me. triggering? And that's where why you is help this emotional? me is because I have, I'll say something like, uh, I remember one one big blow up that I had and it wasn't a fight. You helped me process through it, but this was early on after stopping drinking and, and anything else that we were using to numb. And I was, you talked me through it, but I I was like frustrated about one thing and you were like, well, what is it? Why is that frustrating you so much? And then we got to the point to where I had a revelation. It's like, Oh, I'm like frustrated about my body and the way I look Mm -hmm. and then I just broke down crying and it was one of those things to where it's like that's why I have to share with you because you can be there for me I can and it can look different every time but and that's what's beautiful it's like a flower blooming Mm. (laughs) (laughs) okay like every (laughs) all right keep going Every opportunity that we have to grow, the flower blooms a little bit more. That the is flower hilarious. blooms a little more. Whatever. Okay. okay. All I'm saying is that in instead of conflict digging away at mm-hmm. your at at your person, basically I see like a foundation that's just like you know breaking and it's instead of that you can turn the conflicts into opportunities for growth opportunities to be more intimate with each other because what has happened through this season of just really first of all working on ourselves we had to kind of get to the place where we were better at having conflict. We yeah. were taking care of ourselves, taking responsibility. But through all of this, when we have some of those moments are the most beautiful moments that we've had mm-hmm. in our marriage. And for me personally, it has opened me up to you where I, ch- I am more trusting yeah. of you with my emotions and with whatever is going on in me because you're being transparent 
with yeah. me. And that's something that's been really cool because I've I've honestly never really had that. Well, and it's the same for me is that it's helped me to grow and trust you that you're a safe space and a, and a safe person for me because that that's the heart and nature of intimacy. And you break down intimacy, it's into me. You see. You see. And you really do see me. Mm-hmm. You you see the true me. You've seen that from the beginning. Yeah. And that's what's been so beautiful about our relationship that's helped me get to a place to understand, like, God has blessed me beyond measure with our relationship because the level of passion and desire and grace and love that I have for you continues to grow and it's all about intimacy and that is the key to a successful marriage yeah and it's it the whole purpose of this is a building up like the bible talks about that we as Christians we are called to build up the church there's all there's a building and so when you're breaking down and you're tearing and you're staying in your cycles you're not being built up and being built up yeah. creates a stronger relationship it creates a stronger love so that when the storms of life come yeah. which they do come you are you have the person that you need you have yeah. you've got god and you've got i mean your partner in marriage is your rock yeah. i mean god's obviously your rock first but they're your second rock they're your place of peace they're your place of love they're that's what real that's really what marriage is about is about they're a physical manifestation of god's love for you yeah it is it is the other heart of god it is is the the feminine and the masculine it is you know you have to have that other part to truly understand certain aspects of god's love just like whenever you eventually when we have children we'll have a new unlocking of Mm -hmm. that understanding of god's love for us but just like you said we we are called to build up the church well Husbands, you're supposed to love your li- uh, love your wives as God loves the church. Mm-hmm. So, in that same manner, build your spouse up, build your build your life up, build your family up, build your your intimacy up. And you know, first it starts with your heart posture. It starts with the decisions you make, the words you say, the the secrets that you keep, the honesty and the intimacy that you build. Um, you know. One thing that I, I strongly, strongly, strongly would love for anyone that is dealing with it, like if you are struggling with pornography or masturbation in your marriage, please learn those things are not good. You do not need to be watching porn if you are married. Honestly, you shouldn't be watching porn if you're single. Pornography is so addicting and it kills intimacy it kills the heart of sexuality and and love between spouses and it's something that i've struggled with ever since i was a child i became Mm -hmm. addicted very early to pornography and masturbation uh that was due to you know uh, traumatic events that happened to me as a child um with you know with things that i went through and you have to learn how to delay your 
self-gratification for your spouse because it will kill your intimacy. Yeah, this is also, this is kind of going back to like some of the things that, um, that were not good, but more in that all of these things that we've been talking about today affect your sex life. Yes. And that's really what you're getting at is that it's not just about like getting through conflict. It's not just about all of these things. This affects your actual intimacy and it was affecting our intimacy for sure. Yeah. Um, and like I, we both have our own stories, but I also struggle have, have struggled with, um, being addicted to pornography, um, and masturbating and chase was able to, um, attack that early on. I think right around the time that we got married, you were able to, yeah, I broke free. I broke free from pornography completely. And, uh, you know, that was one of the most consistent things I'd done my entire life. Yeah. Which it's amazing that you were able to get healing Guys, um, there's no and there's no shame if you're addicted to pornography. No, but it's a secret it's a secret place that the enemy wants to number one, shame you and yes. keep you stuck. And number two, try to tell you that it's not that big of a deal because no one else sees it. Oh, it yeah. is one of the out yeah, I mean honestly I would say above like being addicted to anything else that was my number one hardest thing to break for me personally and also I'm breaking the stigma of women um in the category of pornography and masturbation because it is not just a male thing it is also a female thing um and I actually struggled with pornography and masturbation during our marriage um I had a few I think it was maybe like two or three times in just like different seasons that um I came to you and I was honest with what I was struggling with and like the really beautiful thing about that with us was that you you were able to have grace for me because of what you had gone through Mm -hmm. and so you were able to extend grace to me which was really beautiful and although it took me a while to really get to the other side of that something so I was able to cut pornography out but I continued to struggle with masturbation and part of what I struggled with was that from a very young age I was I, that was how I took care of myself. No one else took care of me emotionally. No one else took care of me. Um, so I grew this, um, habit of basically this was how I, I took care of myself and it, all of these things, um, and even for a season, you knew about it. I think the enemy can also try to come in and act like it's, um, that just, taking care of yourself is like not that big of a deal. But when you're in a marriage, what I have come to realize is that if you're taking care of yourself, there's like a place of independence. Mm -hmm. And like, as a woman, I needed to trust you. I needed to submit to you. I needed to trust that you would be the one to take care of me. So through all of the things that we walked through, 
because we were able to restore our intimacy in all of these other areas of our life, I finally was like, I need to hand this over to you. I need to God and to trust you with, with myself and all of these things, um, coming together into one piece has just like totally rocked our, (laughs) sorry, a little PG 13. Um, but it's true. It's just like, I, I was even telling Chase this, I think it was like last night or something looking back on just like casual sexual encounters or even just having, having sex together before we were married, which we'll talk more about at probably at some point, like our relationship and stuff, Mm -hmm. but just looking back on every other season of our like sex life this season is by far the best hallelujah (laughs) amen um but it's because we are fully on the same page we are fully transparent with each other we are both trusting of each other to hold our um just ourselves in even just in our brokenness we are in the circle of intimacy as margaret put it <laughs> yeah i i know we are it's, yeah it's, it's a incredible totally and in, i and i i want that for every married couple yeah because you know just like nikki had mentioned having that grace and space for her allowed her to trust me and that helped us to go deeper and we have been yearning for going deeper with god and in turn, we have gone deeper yeah. together. And that's a beautiful like image of a triangle where God's at the top point and we're the two horizontal points on the bottom. And as we pursue God, the closer we get to the top, the closer we come as lines in that triangle. And, it, and, it, and it's real, it's true, and I want that for everyone. And where you, how you get to that, circle of intimacy dealing with your stuff going through healing pursuing god communicating and becoming intimate with each other yeah i mean there's a lot of moving pieces i think lots i think if you we could simplify into like two things it would be or okay let's say three things pursue <laughs> god Amen. Work on your stuff. Take Amen. responsibility for your own stuff and get your healing and do all of those things and shift your perspective to that you are you are for each other. You yes. are loving each other. You are on each other's side. And I think if you could just focus on those three things, I think that there's a lot of people who will see a lot of like positive shift. That's so good. In their life. And our uh, common theme, if you haven't realized, is pursuing God. <laughs> yes. With, with everything that you have. <laughs> Definitely. Um, it's so funny. I just like never, I never thought I would be in this place. But truly, when you're on the other side, it's this life is better than I could have ever imagined. Yeah. Praise God. And that doesn't mean that it's perfect all the time. It's not perfect all the time. But there's, yeah, it's just, it's. It's more fulfilling. No, it's but just seeing God's beauty every single day and that, that love growing mm-hmm. is as close to perfect on this side of heaven we'll, we'll get. Mm-hmm. And we can keep, it can keep getting better. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 
taking that perspective and, you know, what do you want out of life? Well, you know, I'm glad you all are listening and hopefully you got to take something from this today. Is there anything else that you want to share? I don't think so. I think we left on a good awesome (laughs) all right well we will see y'all next time we will have our first special guest miss michelle t we will be talking about healing and uh we can't wait to uh to speak to you all then have a great rest of your week